Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to join news today. We're coming to you live from our studios in Kokomlim. We're on DTT because we're free to air on DSTV channel 421 and Go TV channel 125. Join news, your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Coming up this afternoon, former sanitation minister Cecilia Dapa granted bail with surety by the office of the special prosecutor while steps are underway to unseal assets declared by her. We have details for you shortly. Also, two students of Adisado College face disciplinary action at a viral video show them engaging in what authorities say amounts to violent conduct. Plus, we begin our build-up to the August 26 MPP primaries with a spotlight on Kwabneji Japan, who believes the NPP needs a new face to break the aid. We have business sports, world news, showbiz, all coming up this afternoon. We're also live on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Joy News on TV. My personal handle is Adanana Aisha. Please stay for details. The Ghana Education Service has taken immediate action following the emergence of a disturbing video showing an act of violence involving two students of Adisado College. The video, which has been circulating on social media, has sparked outrage and raised concerns about the safety of students within the country's educational institutions. A student is filmed holding another from the back at the neck with the inner part of his elbow. He takes the student closer to a bank bed and hits the parlous student's head against it. This causes an immediate swelling on the right cheek of the student and blood starts oozing. According to a statement signed by Head of Public Relations Unit Cassandra Chum Ampofo, GES is deeply concerned and strongly condemns the barbaric act by the culprit. With regard to the incident, we know that it happened around the first June, early July. Okay. We have actually invited them to come. Information we gathered from the head is that when it happened, um, he quickly took action, and that is what we commended him on in the statement. And then um, it looks like the students that recorded, decided to, I mean, post, I think yesterday or three days ago, on one of their students' platform, and that's how come it went viral. All right. We have invited them in. We will be meeting them in the afternoon. Two the men. school authorities, okay. the victim, okay. the corporate, I mean, right. the guys that performed the act, the mm. ones that recorded, I mean, everybody that um, is involved in this issue. We have our processes in our various schools, we have our code of school code of conduct. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you are a first year student, when you get to the school, the very first um, thing that uh, we give you is the school code of conduct. It's even part of that mission process. We give to you at the early stage. During orientation, they are taking through the do's and don'ts and all of that. There are expectations in the school. They take them through occasionally in the school with the guidance and counseling coordinators. Also, remind them of the school code of conduct. If when it comes to bullying, yes, we know it's been there. And so we keep reminding them that you will not do it. In the school code of conduct, individuals, and now let me um, quickly um, say this, that we are almost done with the harmonized or comprehensive code of conduct for all schools. Okay. We have the school code of conduct, but it's individual-based. Mm. So you realize that should have one general code of conduct that will be used in all our schools. We are almost done. I know on Thursday, my director general will lay before council and we will seek council validation and final approval and then the schools will use it. We can go to the school now where Semefa Kwesu, a student of Cape Coast University, is following up on the incident for us. Semefa, what have you gathered so far from the school as far as this incident is concerned? 9.40 a.m. when I got here to now. Uh, school is in session, normal academic work is ongoing. 
So everything is, is calm, except for the management through looking through your faces, you could see that yeah, something is really wrong. So the headmaster of the school, Mr. Samuel Kofi Agudogu, uh, earlier on refused to speak on the issue. According to him, the National Office of the U.S. has taken over the case, so if anything, uh, we should be able to speak to the authorities. But a letter from him uh, yesterday has relieved uh, the housemaster of Quay House, where the students involved in the case are members, uh, has relieved the, the housemaster, Mr. Foreman, of his duty. And then uh, the regional minister, Justina Merigodasan, is also here. Uh, he's been engaged by the assistant headmaster of administration, so I will engage her later in that. But I spoke to the regional PRO of DES, Rebecca Quenu, earlier, who said the school actually had a committee who came up with a report on the whole case, and they are yet to receive a situational uh, letter from the headmaster on the case. But he gave me some recommendations from the committee, saying that uh, the, the, board, the board has uh, suggested that they suspend the victim because he, he didn't report the issue as of when it happened. And he is a first-year student of the school. So he'll be in the house and will come and take the end-of-term uh, exams under parental escort. And then the suspect has also been uh, suspended following uh, this incident. He is a final-year student, so he will take his WASI exam from the wire core in Accra. And the director of the has also instructed the headmaster to take the students suspected to be uh, involved in the case together with their parents to the regional GES office. So they left the school campus to the regional office area. And that is the situation at hand. We're trying to uh, engage some of the students and then the teachers to know how they are feeling about the whole situation. So if some of them are reluctant to speak to us, uh, including the, the teachers, because according to them, they are not allowed to speak on the whole issue. But then we'll try and engage the head, uh, the regional minister, and then maybe if the head would allow, we'll have some talk, and then I, I can actually be honest. You have the semi-fascist students of the University of Ghana bringing us updates from the uh, Addis Adol College where this incident happened. And now former GIMPA rector and renowned educationist Professor Stephen Ade is advocating for bullying to be made and of uh, an outright dismissible offence to deter other students from engaging in the act. It is a big menace, menace in the schools. Mm. And to me, it is also has a very, apart from the physical effect, the psychological, and it's one of the reasons why some students are not able to make it. And I believe that it is such a serious of, that we should make Yes, you make a policy and hold the head teachers and at Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional grade products. Call, click Granger.com or just stop. Jessica, this is the happiest day of my life. Right up there with the day I bought my RV and insured it with Progressive. Man, I love that thing. There are a million fish in the sea, which I'm reminded of every time I bring my RV to the lake, but I vow to love and cherish you just as much as I cherish campsites with full electric and water hookups. I'm so sorry. Protect your beloved with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. That's the policy years you put in place. Away from that, the Office of the Special Prosecutor is expected to unseal assets declared by former Sanitation Minister Cecilia Dapa. She was arrested yesterday and interrogated for hours by the Special Prosecutor. Investigators from the Anti-Graft Agency also searched her residence afterwards. This follows reports she was hoarding millions 
of Ghana cities plus unspecified amounts of other currencies in her house. Meanwhile, former Auditor General Daniel Domelevo is pushing strongly for assets declared by public officers to be published as prescribed by the Public Financial Management Act. a little bit further because auditor general is not god it is the people of the auditor general to know whether the, de- the declaration is complete or not same been declared again if you read uh, the pfm uh, law on asset declaration before published for Ghanaians to see but the constitution has watered it down prosecutors activities what we are learning is that the, the former minister first was the cantonment official residence and then they took her to the Olympian, which has now been designated a crime scene. Because the constitution has watered it down. Prosecutors' activities. What we are learning is that the, the former minister first was the cantonment official residence, and then they took her to the Olympian, which has now been designated a crime scene because it's in that Olympian residence. And after the search, uh, which lasted several hours, uh, was very significant. Yesterday, we picked information during the interrogation at the Office of the Special Prosecutor that the former minister made some, you know, pronouncements when she was asked about the source of the money, why it was kept in the residence and not the bank, and who owes the money. Now, we are told that she mentioned, for example, that does not belong to her, that some uh, belong to some relations, does not belong to her, that some uh, belong to some relations of her to include some close family members minister, to assist in their investigation. It is instructive to note that even though the former minister was at the offices of the special prosecutor yesterday, uh, together with the husband, uh, a person of interest as of yesterday. Meanwhile, economists and provide conversation on how to build stronger financial institutions to discourage people from stashing money at home. We'll hear from consultant Dr. Richmond Etwine, who says the phenomenon of stashing money at home could become widespread as a result of haircuts people suffered during the domestic debt exchange program. He spoke on PM Express last night. Domestic debt exchange. Or whatever you call it. Those who actually had suffer anything. They didn't suffer the haircuts. So uh, at times it's an investment opportunity. And I was, I've always even advised people, that make sure that you keep some in a solid currency where you'll be able to go in and go out. Get exchange, destroying people's investment by cutting it as low as 40%. I mean, any, I would not just keep, I would possibly keep some of my assets. Forget about in the 19... I think 70, 79 or thereabout. My mom lost his 50 CDs. He couldn't go and eat. The last place I want to go is a bank because he lost his her money. And this thing has consistently been part of our setup. So it's good to have the laws, but we must keep the economy running properly so that the value of the currency will be as it is. In a country where you export Meanwhile, Professor Bokpin says deliberate steps must be taken to strengthen the banking and financial sector to avert the challenge. Why? The average politician, when they get power, they will not use it for ultimate good. They will not use it to serve. They will come after you. The average African politician is afraid of a powerful domestic private sector from independence. You look at how Ghana has treated our own entrepreneurs from independence. Some had to run away. Some had to dress like women in order to escape arrest. Some died in exiles. It's not only Ghana. You can look at the story of Nigeria. If you look at the data, more than 60% of the wealth of the African private wealth, they find it comfortable keeping it outside. Leaders met somewhere and they were critical of the global financial architecture that is anti-Africa. What they themselves are for Africans to even invest their wealth in the African financial system mm. and keep it here, mm. so much to the extent that even Africans in the diaspora and all of other places will find it safe. It's possible that from last year, demand for safe probably went up. 
People want to keep more money at home. They want to keep it in the currency that is stable. And 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 I don't know. I'm not saying that we should we should sympathize with this woman, but I think this is pervasive. I think this should lead us to have a, a, a better conversation in terms of building a financial system that is safe, that everybody can trust. And it's also because we are unable to build independent institutions, okay, such that even regardless of which party is in power, if you have your money in the bank, there's some kind of protection, secrecy. I mean, and not, because people can have access to anything that you have, and you can easily be a target. Yeah. Especially if you're a political opponent, especially if you run talks. Look, there are top business people in Ghana. They are even afraid to speak up because the party, the government or the party could come after them if there's a regime change. Yeah, we, are, I mean, we have in this country where businesses rise and collapse with regimes. Yeah. People investment by cutting it as low as 40%. I mean, any. I would not just keep, I would possibly keep some of my assets. Forget about in the 19, I think 70, 79 or thereabout. My mom lost his 50 CDs. He couldn't go and the last place I want to go is a bank because he lost his her money. And this thing has consistently been part of our setup. So it's good to have the laws, but we must keep the economy running properly so that the value of the currency will be as it is. In a country where you export... You Mayor Professor Bokpin says deliberate steps must be taken to strengthen the banking and financial sector to avert the challenge. Why average politician, when they get power, they will not use it for ultimate good. They will not use it to serve. They will come after you. The average African politician is afraid of a powerful domestic private sector from independence. You look at how Ghana has treated our own entrepreneurs from independence. Some had to run away. Some had to dress like women in order to escape arrest. Some died in exiles. It's not only Ghana. You can look at the story of Nigeria. If you look at the data, more than 60% of the wealth of the African, private wealth. They find it comfortable keeping it outside. Leaders met somewhere, and they were critical of the global financial architecture that is anti-Africa. What they themselves are for Africans to even invest their wealth in the African financial system mm. and keep it here, mm. so much to the extent that even Africans in the diaspora and all of other places will find it safe. It's possible that from last year, demand for safe probably went up. People want to keep more money at home. They want to keep it in the currency that is stable. And 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 I don't know. I'm not saying that we should we should sympathize with this woman, but I think this is pervasive. I think this should lead us to have a, a, a better conversation in terms of building a financial system that is safe, that everybody can trust. And it's also because we are unable to build independent institutions. Okay, such that even regardless of which party is in power, if you have your money in the bank. There's some kind of protection, secrecy. I mean, and not, because people can have access to anything that you have, and you can easily be a target, yeah. especially if you're a political opponent, especially if you run talks. Look, there are top business people in Ghana. They are even afraid to speak up because the party, the government or the party could come after them if there's a regime change. Yeah, we, have, I mean, we have in this country where businesses rise and collapse with regimes. Yeah. Now to your election headquarters, former General Secretary of the NPP, Kwabne Japon, says a party stands a better chance of winning the 2024 polls. My mom lost his 50 CDs. He couldn't go and the last place I want to go is a bank because he lost his money. And this thing has consistently been part of our setup. So it's good to have the laws, but we must keep the economy running properly so that the value of the currency will be as it is. In a country where you export... 
Mayor Professor Bokpin says deliberate steps must be taken to strengthen the banking and financial sector to avert the challenge. For the average politician, when they get power, they will not use it for ultimate good. They will not use it to serve. They will come after you. The average African politician is afraid of a powerful domestic private sector from independence. You look at how Ghana has treated our own entrepreneurs from independence. Some had to run away. Some had to dress like women in order to escape arrest. Some died in exiles. It's not only Ghana. You can look at the story of Nigeria. If you look at the data, more than 60% of the wealth of the African private wealth, they find it comfortable keeping it outside. Leaders met somewhere and they were critical of the global financial architecture that is anti-Africa. What they themselves are for Africans to even invest their wealth in the African financial system mm. and keep it here, mm. so much to the extent that even Africans in the diaspora and all of other places will find it safe. It's possible that from last year, demand for safe probably went up. People want to keep more money at home. They want to keep it in the currency that is stable. And, and, and I don't know, I'm not saying that we should, we should sympathize with this woman, but I think this is pervasive. I think this should lead us to have a, a, a better conversation in terms of building a financial system that is safe, that everybody can trust. And it's also because we are unable to build independent institutions, okay, such that even regardless of which party is in power, if you have your money in the bank, there's some kind of protection, secrecy. I mean, and all, because people can have access to anything that you have, and you can easily be a target. Yeah. Especially if you're a political opponent, especially if you run talks. Look, there are top business people in Ghana. They are even afraid to speak up because the party, the government or the party could come after them if there's a regime change. Yeah, we, are, I mean, we have in this country where businesses rise and collapse with regimes. Yeah. Now to your election headquarters, former General Secretary of the NPP, Kwabne Japon, says the party stands a better chance of winning the 2024 polls if it presents a fresh fate. He will be on the ballot with nine others, but believes all and has worked hard to end the enviable slot of flag bearer of the governing party, Joseph Akabli of our political desk. Kwabne J. Japon is not new to polls. We, the NPP, the tradition that believes in creating a world of plenty. We must all redetermine to make this country that shine example that all Africans were proud to say is on this our continent. He only managed nine votes representing 0.4% of the votes back as its early days when he played an active role in the campaign of presidential candidates Albert Edubuahi and John Ajikun Kufo in 1992 and 1996. I humbly submit, I, Kabna Ejei Ejepo, offer the hope of a fresh start for Ghana. It is a matter of public reckoning. More importantly, for example, in the run-up to the 1992 election under the Rawlings dictatorship, when it was life-risking to be associated with the MPP. I'm not a newcomer. I did not join our great tradition midstream after the danger abated. I have served this party right from the get-go and in many capacities. I was there when it mattered most, and also when the party was at the peak of its glory. I gathered valuable experience doing so, sitting at the feet of some of the revered leaders of our tradition, the likes of the venerable B.J. Darocha, Stephen Kreku, Peter Lajete, Alberta Dubois, T.D. Brodimets, R.R. Amponsa, Kwame Donkofojo, Alaji bin Sali, Roland Al Hassan, Johnny Selby. When the party won power in 2000, he became President John Ajekun Kufo's press secretary. This journey. Johnny Selby. When the party won power in 2000, he became President John Ajekun Kufo's press secretary. This journey. Our party, the MPP, can therefore. <laughs> Thank you.
Now, the Public Utility Regulatory Commission, PURC, has indicated that continuous incidents of cable and meter theft are affecting the delivery of utility services in the Keta and Anglonga district. This coupled with the influx of fake meters installed by customers and the burning of poles impedes the smooth operations and revenue generation of the Ghana Water Company Limited and the Electricity Company of Ghana. The Volta Regional Manager of PURC, Philip Agbazudo, made this known at a press uh, engagement on the regulatory body's operations in the first half of 2023. There are some districts that are fan of destroying baseballs. For instance, Central, Central Tonu, Ketu North, Ketu South. Most at times, ECG lost a lot of their pools. Now, another disturbing issue is the cable theft in Keta and Anglonga districts. In those areas, you will be surprised that in the night you think that power has gone off and not me, somebody has cut the copper cable from ECG lines. And it's something that sometimes when people call or complainer call to complain that they don't have electricity and before you realize it was as a result of the fact that somebody has climbed the post and cut the table. It's becoming a, a turn on the flesh of ECG. And then the influx of foreign meters, when you go to Ketunov, especially the area, you realize that a lot of foreign meters have been installed by individuals and ECG for instance some of the meter readers have little knowledge about how they read those meters. And because of that, ECG may not be able to capture it. And it's something that is worrying the, the sector. And as a result of our intervention, too, about 30 poles were replaced. And then eight meters were also replaced for customers who left complain about 40 meters. Two transformers replaced and over 400 complaints were resolved and our customers were happy. Customers are now abreast with the rights and responsibilities as a result of our education that we are doing in our villages and towns. And then ECG's increased revenue mobilization, as I already said that Pure has a strong foundation by distributing the airline portion that talks about they need to pay your bills within 14 days. General Secretary of the Public Sector Workers Union of the Trades Union Congress, Bernard AJ, has expressed worry of continuous attacks and blame on members of labor unions. He says the inefficiency and mismanagement of the country's economy by the government has worsened the plight of the Ghanaian worker, adding the direction of the anger by the members of the union onto the union's leadership is misplaced. He's urged members to be united in fighting the economic uh, challenges together. Bernard J made the statement at the Upper West Regional Delegates Congress of the Public Sector Workers Union of Trade Union Congress in WA. The 11th Upper West Regional Delegates Conference of the Public Sector Workers Union of the Trade Union Congress gives members the opportunity to discuss and review the activities of the union, measure their performance in the region, and also look at the challenges with a view to finding solutions to them. It is also to elect regional officers who will man the affairs of the union in the region for the next four years, and also develop plans for the upcoming National Coordinator Delegates Conference slated for December. General Secretary of the Public Sector Workers Union Brother Bernard Ajay noted that the inefficient and mismanagement of the country's economy has further worsened the plight of workers. To add insult to injury, they are not being deprived of allowances that they used to earn as workers by the government. Brother Bernard Ajay was unhappy that workers, instead of directing their anger on government for the economic woes they are wallowing in, have accepted the blame on the leadership of the unions. He called for unity among members of the union, stating it is the only way they can overcome the challenges they are facing. This 
has also affected our salaries or our conditions of service. It has affected our purchasing what power that the prices of goods and services keep skyrocketing, that our the salaries and wages we take home are not commensurate uh, with the increases and difficulties brought on by the economy. The end result is that we are suffering as workers. Is that not it? Very much suffering. In addition to that, some allowances that we have that comes to support uh, the salaries or wages we take home. And government is using all sorts of strategies and means to deprive us either of having the opportunity to negotiate these allowances or denying us these allowances where we have negotiated these allowances. I know that it has made most of us become so angry to the extent that instead of directing that anger to the appropriate courtesies, sometimes we end up attacking ourselves and blaming the union of even not doing what they have to do. The situation we find ourselves requires that as unions, we remain strong and more united than ever in solidarity. We are entitled to live and work without discrimination or exploitation. Our power social chairman of the Union Congress, Said Mohammed Nuruddin, remembered some successes talked the past four years. The PSW fund has really brought very big relief to its members, especially with the members in the Upper West region. Since the inception of the loan scheme, 31 members in the region benefited from the fund with accumulated payout of 456,000 Ghana under my leadership. There were also some solidarity messages from sister unions. I would like to urge my brothers and sisters that the only weapon that the leaders that are with us are afraid of is one and only one, and that is unity. Brothers and sisters, in the song we always sing, our strength as unions resides in unity. Forest guard who went missing at Sunyang three weeks ago has been found. 31-year-old Vitus Yodong was found at a refuse dump with his legs tied and hands handcuffed at Nkoko Asuna in the Kwewu West Municipality of the Eastern Region. Speaking to our Doom News, the victim said he was captured by some alleged illegal chainsaw operators in the Asukese Forest Reserve in Sunyang during an operation. This happened when he excused himself from among his colleagues to attend the Nature's Call on the 2nd of July, 2023. He said he was detained, assaulted, and later dumped unconsciously at the Nkoko Asuna refuse dump. He was said to have been found by the driver of a Zoom line waste collection truck. Adim News reporter Dominic Donina. Uh, spoke with us earlier, but will be bringing us more on this, on how the uh, gentleman is faring. A 29-year-old man, resident of Barigo in the West Mampusi municipality of the northeast region, is seeking public support to treat a childhood leg condition that has left him virtually crippled for 24 years now. 9th of June 22, 1994, when Sally was born here in a community of Parugu located east of Walewale, he was a complete human being, full of life and a promising, bouncing baby boy. His 61-year-old mother, Sugritia, remembers this day like it was yesterday. No, I didn't face any difficulty during his birth. It was a smooth delivery. He wasn't born with this condition. He was a very handsome boy, and many people used to say he looked like an Akan. But look at him now. As you know, the world is a strange place. 
As the fifth child, Sally's mother recounts how there was something special about his looks that made him stand out among his siblings. Sally's peasant parents were overjoyed to have him and love his smooth growth. However, in 1999, when Sally was only five years old, an incident occurred right here under this tree, which has since left him almost permanently deformed for the last 24 years. He fell from a wooden bench as he was trying to run away from a bleating donkey. And we have done all we can and yet no changes. So in his Impact Makers Award winner for the Bono region, Jefferson Agotro has said that the future of the country depends on how children are empowered to identify the prospect and life choices they make. Speaking during a child empowerment program for selected basic school students in Sunyai, organized by Friends of Health Association, Ms. Agotro said the project would help build the confidence of the children to sustain the development of the nation. The future of every nation depends on the choices of the younger generation. Your future is is in your own hands. You can protect that future. You can hold that future by studying very Led by Joy News Impact Makers Award winner for the Bono region, Jefferson Kwesiak-Botro is helping to change the narrative by engaging basic school students in the Sunyani municipality to build their confidence in identifying prospects in their life choices. Students from the Norbert Educational Complex at Yaohima and Assemblies of God schools in Sunyai were exposed to the causes and effects of drug abuse and teenage pregnancies, mentorship, career guidance, and menstrual hygiene education, among others. We are telling them to ensure that they do not become victims of teenage pregnancy, victims of drug abuse, they do not become victims of child marriage, and when we have these young ones, Going to school, it means that they are going to become productive, they are going to work, and their dependency ratio or unemployment rate by extension in years to come is going to reduce. So I was motivating and empowering them that it's possible. The future is full of possibility, and they just have to stay focused until they get there to make greater impact in their generation. Some of the teachers said the empowerment drive deserves commendations. I would like to acknowledge him for his boldness. Also, his know-how about how children should position themselves in doing things. We're still live on Joy News today. We're coming to you from our studios in Kokum, namely we are on the fan of our streets. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll bring you the very latest coming from the world of business. You will enjoy free life insurance, oh. free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A whole seven, oh. and even more consolation rewards in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded. Vimwo, this EcoBank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? Yeah, but maybe next time, Charlie. You know what? I'd go shine my shoe. Yo, myself, I'd go check my BP. We going up, never go down, and we stay flat. Open an EcoBank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E X. That is so true, my daughter. 
But it's father, it is Milo. That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to business. My name is Daryl Kwao. Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ennis Addison, has expressed concern about individuals hoarding huge amounts of foreign currencies in their homes. The governor was asked about the $1 million and 300,000 euros kept in the home of the former Water Resources and Sanitation Minister, Cecilia Dapa. At a press briefing, Dr. Addison said the central bank was taking measures to deal with liquidity outside banks. We have improved the use of our liquidity management instruments. So you will see that the Bank of Ghana open market operations have also been increased. I mean, there is a seasonal part of that also. When we purchase cocoa, we purchase cocoa with CDs. That goes to augment the amount of CDs out there. When we purchase gold, and you know we are purchasing quite a bit of gold, when we purchase gold, we add to this amount of CDs out there. The good thing is that we have the foreign exchange backing for all the CDs that we use in purchasing the gold, and therefore it puts the bank in a very strong position to sort of sterilize the impact of you know, CDs that are put out there because of gold. So you're right, and this is an area where the bank is, you know, taking a, a very close look at and the liquidity operations of uh, Dr. I'm from, you know, Dr. Zachary, your liquidity operations, which we have been talking about, obviously is going to be a major priority uh, for the rest of the year. Yes, we are all worried. But really, I mean, this is a matter that is still unfolding and uh, involving the court, so there's not much that one, one can say. Now, professionals in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, STEM, and other technical vocations are often male-dominated. This trend tends to promote gender stereotypes, widen the gender wage gap, and limit workforce diversity. The World University Service of Canada has launched a mentorship scheme to empower young women pursue careers and participate in non-traditional vocational education and skills training. Clinton Yabua has more in the following report. Non-traditional vocation education and skills training denotes industries and occupations deemed male-dominated. These industries are often in the fields of science, technology, engineering, mathematics, as well as construction, automotive, and other technical professions. The trend has the tendency to fuel gender disparities. The World University Service of Canada, through the Innovation in Non-Traditional Vocational Education and Skills Training, INVEST, has launched the Somimu Mentorship Program, promoting gender equality and economic empowerment. The Sumimu Mentorship Program seeks to match young women participating in male-dominated TVET sectors with technical professionals in these sectors. The Mentorship Program will accelerate personal and professional development of mentors and mentees. Public Engagement and Advocacy Advisor of INVEST, Juliana Ohenewa Amuakuchum, indicated the training will allow participants to acquire market-driven and market-relevant skills. And um, what we're doing with the mentorship is to create that uh, platform for mentors and mentees to grow together. I've realized that as we sensitize, create awareness, and educate the public to consider uh, women who are interested in male-dominated spaces, we don't want to leave them hanging just after the training. Women can actually do things, careers, trades that men are currently doing. Look. 
and so we should not limit them to the traditionally female dominated uh, trade areas you know um, provided the person is interested is passionate about what they want to do everybody is supposed to support that girl to acquire market uh, um, demand driven and market relevant skills to have skills that are mainly male dominated we think that we further have to go uh, the next level where we would match them with seasoned and accomplished mentors in the space already. And that's all uh, in business for now. Sports coming up next. Please stay tuned. Yes, 12 essential vitamins that growing bodies need. So grow healthy and strong. Smart. Absolutely. Kittybite Multivitamin Tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kittybite Multivitamin Drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with Kittybite. Distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Let's first now on join news today with me, Muftao Nabila Abdullah, Ghana Premier League champions, Midiama FC. They have been drawn against Nigerian side Remus Stars in the preliminary round of the CAF Champions League. The competition is expected to play on the weekend of August 18th and 20, while the second leg is expected to happen on August 27th. Uh, Midiama FC won the Ghana Premier League after defeating Tamale City 3-0. On the final day of the Ghana Premier League season, which ended uh, last month, um, the Morph and Yellows uh, are making their debut appearance in the continent's top flight football. Meanwhile, Dreams FC, they have been drawn against Guinea's side. Uh, Milo FC Kinkan, uh, that is a team uh, the FA Cup champions will be playing against. Uh, then the fixture to we played on the weekend of August 18 and August 20. The winner of the tie between Midiama FC and Remos Stars will come up against uh, Horea FC of Guinea to seek a ticket to the group stages of the CAF Champions League. Let's talk about Asante Kotoko now, and um, they have a new coach in charge. Dr. Prosper Nate Ogum makes a return to lead the technical affairs of the Porcupine Warriors, having left his job. They have a new coach in charge. Dr. Prosper Nate Ogum makes a return to lead the technical affairs of the Porcupine Warriors, having left his job. I think Ogum uh, is doing so well. He started from uh, Wafa. We all saw what he did. But uh, I think he's a coach with his words, which he believes in his ability. And we all know that when it comes to coaching, he's, he's doing very, very well. And I have full confidence that, I mean, no coach will go for a job that he's not ready for. I believe uh, Coach Ogum is ready to, to go for the tax that are ahead because the new protocol is protocol. Protocol is a demanding club. So when you're going, you prepare, which he has that uh, zeal to to go and pick up that, that word. So, as a coach, I wish him all the best, and then I believe he can he can do it well. But, like I said, I mean, it's example to a lot of coaches, a lot of people that you always leave the door open. So, when you go, the door will open for you to come back again. Now, the the, the bit as well about what, what 
creates a, a solid environment for a coach to work. Uh, you have been. That's your sponsor now. We do have more sports stories on myjoyonline.com and also at 2 p.m. on my colleague. Atena Atok comes your way with sports today. Up next is World News. Imagine a family without a home. Imagine a song without a voice. Imagine a church without prayers. Imagine a government without citizens. Imagine democracy without journalists. Imagine a world without the media. Life is full of issues and stories about people, communities, and governments. Stories that have to be told by well-trained journalists. That's why you can't imagine news without Joy News. Time now to check out what's making headlines elsewhere. Kenya's opposition leader Raila Odinga says he plans to launch a fund for families who lost their loved ones and those still in hospital receiving treatment amid nationwide demonstrations. Speaking to members of the International Press Association of East Africa on Tuesday, the Azimio coalition leader added the fund will be available for others to contribute as well. More protests had been planned for Wednesday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., but in a statement on Twitter, Mr. Odinga has called for a different type of protest to take place instead. It says they will hold solidarity parades and vigils for victims of police brutality at various locations. That is it for World News. Up next is Showbiz. Everyone has a story. In fact, there was a time I decided I have to stop the music. A story of that unique place that gives them a vibe. a spiritual moment for me whenever I have to record music because whenever the place is dark mm. I feel I'm in the studio alone even without the producer the vibe that bests excellence special skills talent and mastery Welcome to E-Vibes with Becky on the channel.
Good afternoon. Welcome to Showbiz here on Joy News. The Minister for Tourism, Art and Culture has stated that the country's tourism space is full of huge opportunities for investments. Dr. Ibrahim Mohamed Awal made these remarks when he led an official delegation to host the mayor of Houston, Alakempiski Hotel in Accra. The mayor is leading a delegation to the country on a trade and investment drive. Here, quite, quite frankly, signifies the importance. Uh, Mr. Minister, you and I have talked about how can we build on that relationship of tourism. Uh, and you've asked me to consider uh, being the ambassador for tourism, uh, not just, I mean, for the city of Houston and beyond to encourage Americans and others to come to Ghana. And I will tell you, just based on mm-hmm. what I have already seen, uh, I'm already on social media t- telling them they need to come. And um, so I fully, I fully accept that, that role. I'm honored to accept that role. And what I can say, um, the top four cities in the United States, the top four, are now governed in terms of their mayor's position by African-Americans, New York, Eric Adams, in Los Angeles, Karen Bass, in Chicago, Brandon Johnson, and of course in the city of Houston, myself. So the top four cities in terms of population where there is significant uh, Africans in their respective cities. Uh, We certainly, I think, have a responsibility uh, to do everything we can to encourage not only people to come to Ghana as tourists, but also to encourage those who do business in our city to do business uh, in Ghana, to invest in Ghana. The mayor has basically accepted to be the face of tourism in the United States for Ghana. (laughs) What that means is that he's going to drive tourism and development to this country. As of now, it's an average of 121 and 30,000 tourists from the U.S. every year. We want to actually want to double that in the next two years. Wow. With the support of the mayor and his team, we would do that. Last year, U.S. accounted for 37% of all tourists coming to Ghana, 37 being the highest. And we are hoping that with the mayor and his team's assistance, this figure would double in two years. What Africa and Ghana needs now is creating jobs for our young people. According to the World Tourism and World Travel and Tourism Council, three out of every ten jobs over the next decade will be created for the tourism sector. That means that to create jobs for Africa's young people, still five percent of them are below the age of twenty-five years. We need to invest a lot in tourism. So we want to support, want you to support us, win-win partnership to create the jobs. Away from that, rapper Patapa has revealed his desire to have a song with American rapper Rick Ross in an interview with Andy Dusty on Daybreak Hits. He shared that uh, the one international act he would like to feature is Rick Ross because of his style and humility. Which international artist would you love to feature? International. Mm. Oh, me Ghana. Be me yeshua. See me future be our Ghana. That's why he's asking. Where, yeah. Which international artist? Um, I think say me a recross or a good. Yeah, because um, Mira US. Me say recross. Me am kasa me mani me boss no me kwe no. And oche me fi ona kuhuni panu me say. Because you'll be a you, you, you went to meet Rick Ross. Oh, you'll be a simple on a put it on Pantali show on one table. I know it's neither in a cacabi, any table, and a cacabi, but Bocono simple. I'm gonna sit pace on shut up near Fundum. You see, and I mean, say, ah, Sana, artist now, what castle beat ya, and yes, she shall. And ya di be a yega guy be like. You focus on what you are doing and you get money to take care of your family. Well, on that note, we end showbiz here on Joy News. Let us more showbiz news in our subsequent bulletins. Aisha.
I hold you I to collaborate with in uh, news. Kofi <laughs> Kinata. Oh, okay, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's our wrap of the bulletin this afternoon. Log on to myjoinline.com. There's more of the news and updates of all the developing stories. We enjoy the rest of our programs. You know.